0: This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Yeah, they're taking out your Bible to the book of Galatians, Galatians 5. Galatians 5 is where we're going. We're in a series called Freedom. We're in a series called Freedom. In part number one, we talked about making right choices, making good choices, and the choices we've been presented with Are the same choices that Adam and Eve were presented with. Are we going to live in the tree of life? Or are we going to choose to live in the the fruit or eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? One way is God's way. And one way is the world's way. And I can tell you which one pays better. Uh, God's way will always work. Amen. And then last week we talked about being crucified with Christ. And don't let that word scare you. It simply is a biblical connection to the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What that means is is there's going to be some things in your life that must die. There, there needs to be a crucifixion of your flesh, a crucifixion of self, and there needs to be a parting ways, a crucifixion of the world in your life. You accomplish these things by humility, by good choices. You accomplish these things by running with the right people. You accomplish these things by staying devoted and surrendered to the Lord. Life of freedom is not hard, but it is intentional. And and it's really the message of God's grace. And we find a text here in Galatians 5 that's kind of our series text. We're reading it every week for all of us to learn and glean from. Here it is, reading from the message, transliteration. Transliteration of scripture, it's absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. God's called you to freedom. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Don't, don't abuse the freedom that he's given to you. Now watch this everyone real quick. I I did this in the 830 and I want to, I want to do it here. I'm just going to kind of teach for a moment before we get into the to the message. Some of you are familiar with the King James uh, rendering of don't frustrate the grace of God. In other words, his grace is so beautiful, it's so generous, don't frustrate it by confusing his grace as permission to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, however you want to do it. We feel like the law, that the law, the do's and the don'ts, the rules and regulations of of, of the Bible, we feel like the law was a little bit tough, and grace is real easy. Believe it or not, grace actually calls on you even more than the law called on you. And let me tell you how. The law, you didn't even really have to think. You didn't even have to have a tenderness. You just had to dot I, cross T, and you're good, which no one ever was able to do it. But grace, you actually get the freedom to choose to love God and live for God without anyone forcing you. So my example today on Father's Day is for all of us dads in the room. If we have a son or a daughter and we give them a chore, wouldn't it be great not to have to threaten them over the chore? If you don't do it, you're going to limp. If you don't do it, you're not eating. If you, see, I'm a, I'm a cruel parent. I don't say time out. You just don't get to eat for a week. (laughs) Erase that. Do not let that be public. Pastor arrested for children's malnourished discipline. Here's the beauty. Wouldn't it be great not to have to threaten, but rather say, hey, listen, uh, God's been good to us as a family and and, and God's been good to you as my, my son or my daughter, and here's your bedroom. I just need you to take care of it, clean it, keep it up, take care of everything that's in it. And, and, and don't make me, I'm, matter of fact, I'm not even gonna remind you again. I just want you to do it. Wouldn't it be incredible? If you didn't have to come by and say, still not done, still not done, still not done. Wouldn't it be an amazing experience as a parent if it was just done? Well, this if people are like, "Amen!" Hey, man, this best sermon, I've, I'm coming back to this church. That preacher, that my kind of preacher. Here's what's crazy about, about grace. God's really wanting you to take care of what he's provided. He's provided you salvation. You didn't even have to do anything for it. You, you, you were almost, it was like you were born into it. You were, by, by you believing on his love, you have received this incredible blessing. And he just says, won't you take care of it? I'm not going to make you love me. I'm not going to force you to represent me well. I'm not going to force you to make good choices. But because of what I've done for you, I, I just hope that you recognize my love for you. And that you respond to my love without me having to force you. This is really the lesson of Galatians. He, Paul's saying, hey, this is what God's done for us. He's given us freedom. Let's not abuse that freedom and lose it. Let's maximize it and let's live a life that's pleasing unto God. And some of you might want to ask the quick question, well, how do I please God? There's really only one way the Bible tells us, and that is live by faith. Do You live by faith. Faith is what pleases God. Let's get started on this particular Sunday. Our third part of freedom as a series is today, and it's these words. Relationship changes everything. Relationship changes everything. And I'm going to show you in Scripture for the next few minutes the difference between living as a slave and living as a son or daughter. And there's two things I'm trying to accomplish on this Sunday. I'm trying to accomplish a message on fatherhood. It is Father's Day. But I'm also trying to accomplish a message on sonship or daughtership. I want to show you from an earthly relationship for all the fathers in the room. I think there's value in this sermon for you. But there's also value for all of us. That are known as the children of God. So we're looking for two wins. I want you to leave here today encouraged as a father. And I want you to also leave here today encouraged as a child of God. Going back to Galatians chapter number 4. Verses 4 through 7. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son. Born of a woman. Born under the law. He had to be, by the way. To be able to conquer it. And to defeat it and to perfect it born under the law and as a, a, a born of a woman to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship because you are his sons everyone say i am his son now, for all the females in the room, don't let that worry you. Don't let that be weird to you. You can say, I am his daughter. Um, it, it just happens to be the, the connotation. It's given the, the, the view that we're all his children. I mean, for all the fellas, we're called the bride of Christ. I mean, how weird is that? So don't, don't be offended by it. This is not a misogynist-type viewpoint. We're, we're the sons. We're the daughters. We're the children of God. God sent his, the, the, the spirit of his son into our hearts the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Let's dive in real quick today. Number one, the biggest difference between being a slave in being a son or daughter, is a slave has a master and a a son and daughter has a father. In the Christian counseling world, so we have the collision of psychiatry and faith, there has been great results proven That how one sees or interacts with their earthly father really determines how they view God. So if there is a great calling in this room today for all of us earthly fathers, we must be very cautious how we interact and love on and discipline and care for and provide for the children that He's trusted us with, because believe it or not, there is a there's a there's a connection, there's a tie. And now, now I don't believe that that I don't believe that a bad experience with an earthly father will will completely uh, cause you to never see God in the right way. I believe the Holy Spirit can heal, but it helps when there's a healthy earthly relationship with 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 our biological. Or, or our step or our guardian male figure in our life. The big difference here is that in our, in our spiritual connection, a lot of people view their, their earthly dad, they, they view him as a, as, a, as a master. So therefore, they spend their life approaching God as their master. So kind of how does that play out? That they're they're constantly afraid of him. They're constantly looking for his approval. They're constantly working, trying to get to get a an affirmation. Just trying. They're, they're, they'll, they'll, they'll wake up early and go to bed late, hoping that they get the attention of of God. And and God really has sent the message through the writing to the church in Galatia that that you are not, you're, you're not a slave. You're a son and a daughter. You do not have a relationship with a master. You have a father. Now, Romans 8 tells us, just as which we've just read from Galatians, a phrase that when the Spirit of God comes into your life, you can cry out, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. And I want to help some of you today. One of the best Ways to understand the connotation and the depth of Abba Father is the word Daddy. Everyone say Daddy. Daddy. Now, I did not grow up in the environment that, that I, I. I never have been. I, I, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. I, I. I struggle with referring to God as my Daddy, and 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 I want to tell you an example of something really cool that happened with me and Denora. I don't claim to be a some kind of Western rancher or anything. I didn't grow up on a farm. I didn't grow I grew up in the deep south of Louisiana, but I grew up in a residential neighborhood and and all my buddies had livestock and such and I would be around it when I would be over at friends' homes, but I never grew up around it. But here in the last couple of years, about twenty sixteen, God's put me into some friendships that's actually gotten me interested in it, and, and, and I love it. I'm, I'm really fascinated with cattle, and I can't claim to know everything. I'm learning. I'm a baby in it, but I was with a veterinarian in East Texas. His name is Dr. Ty Davenport, and we were there on his property, and and, and he was my very first real true cattleman conversation to have, and Dr. Ty is a strong believer. He serves on some of the uh, Christian boards that deal with addiction issues in the state of Texas. He's very um, uh, very well thought of in, in, in our Christian community, and, but also the, the uh, cattle industry. And while talking to him, he, he said, well, let me think about that, Pastor, and, and I need to talk to Daddy about it. And, and I, I looked at Denora, and I thought, Daddy... Man, Dr. Ty is like 80. He's going to talk to Daddy about it. This, this is kind of getting weird. Who, how's he going to talk to Daddy about it? Is Daddy like 112? Is this Daddy really alive? And he, and he looked at his wife, Cheryl, and he said, now, Cheryl, remind me. We, you and I, we're going to talk to Daddy about this. And I hear, I said, Daddy? And, man, I'm blown away. I'm like, and I literally asked my wife, I said, who is he talking about, Daddy? And, and the more I listened, he said, well, I was drinking coffee with Daddy? And, and over lunch with Daddy. And the more and more he said, Daddy, I'm starting to think, who in the world is his Daddy? i got to meet this man. He was talking about God. And some of you come from a more formal, structured background in your faith, and you would never consider using the term Daddy for, for God. But it reminded me of a friend of mine's book years ago, Does. Just out of curiosity, anybody remember a book called God Chasers years ago? It kind of was a hot thing back, back in the 40s. Um, and I remember, I remember the author and, and, and national, international speaker, his name's Tommy uh, Tinney. And he brought up the understanding that wouldn't it be neat to be able to crawl up in God's lap And not have to walk in on hands and knees bowing. Wouldn't it be neat to go to daddy? And and then I heard Dr. Ty pray that. And I started thinking, here is the secret sauce. This is it, guys. There's a lot of people trying to live for God out of fear that their father you know that you're going to have to get on your father's schedule. You're going to have to set an appointment with your father. You're going to have to walk in 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 in, in fear and reverence in such a way that you're that you're afraid of. You know Psalms 103 and uh, I'm sorry Psalms 113 and 103 says says that the Lord is like a father full of tender and compassionate acts towards his children. And then it does say For those that fear him. But it's not a fear like a slave master. It's more of a a devoted love. A commitment. A reverence. An admiration of and for. Not Not a fear. So all of us in this room today. I really want to pull on us. When we're talking about freedom. You'll never live in grace. If you view God as your heavenly slave master. And I know I may not be talking to everybody in the room here. There's a pocket of you. There's a handful of you. And I'm not talking about just you that come from a Pentecostal background. There's a handful of you that come from the Baptist, the Methodist, the Catholic. You come from the Presbyterian, the Lutheran. You come from a lot of different backgrounds. That there was an under the table understanding that that you better line up or God's going to get you. And can I tell you something? God's not out to get you. He's out to love you. He's not your slave master. He's not looking to discipline you. He doesn't want to discipline you. He wants you to, he wants you to crawl up on his, his, his lap. And he wants to be a, a daddy. Now, that doesn't mean you have to start praying like, like my buddy, Dr. Ty. I know I can't do it. It's just a little bit too weird for me. But the viewpoint is beautiful. And some of you had an earthly father that you were afraid of. And then there were some of you that were fortunate to have an earthly daddy. And there's the big difference in a father and a daddy. And I want to, now here's my Father's Day message. I want all of us men in the room that God's trusted us with children, whether they're still under your, your, your daily care or whether they're grown or not. You and I have the ability to choose every day. Are we going to be father figures that are intimidating? Or are we going to be daddies that can still discipline but discipline with love? Have a little fun. Don't take yourself so seriously, dads, in the room. You know, you think about Jesus, he had all those little kids on his knees. I mean, don't you know, he was like, try little horsey, trot to town, take care of Jimmy, don't fall down. You, 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 you don't see Jesus that way, right? You see Jesus like, you know, malnourished. Uh, oh, bless thee, son and daughter of mine. Well, no. Dude had butterscotch candy up in his robe somewhere. Don't tell your mama. Here, take a sip, Mountain Dew, get you all wired up, send you back to mama. For for all of you that are afraid that this is disrespectful and sacrilegious, it's not. He He would rather hang out with kids than the religious people because he was a daddy more than a father. He loved to have fun, not crack the whip. Now, he would crack it if he had to. And being a good daddy doesn't mean that just, you know, all hell breaks loose and we don't care. That's, we call mama in for that. <laughs> the Nora told me the other day, she goes, I'm serious right now. We, and I, we, we need to talk. I said, what's up? She goes, I'm, t- I'm tired of me always having to be the disciplinarian. I'm like, baby, you're not. Let me know how it's going, though. Here it is, everybody. Watch this. (laughs) The slave is an employee, but the son or daughter is an heir. Anybody ever been somewhere and you knew you could pick out which ones were the employee and which ones were a part of the family business? You know, the employees over there on the phone, people standing in line waiting for help, I'll get you when I'm done. Boy, you let that family be ran, uh, let that business be ran by family. Man, there could be a grandson, seven years old. How can I help you? Because they understand they're part of it. And a lot of you are trying to live for God like you're on the payroll. You're trying to pray because you're up for an annual review. You tell people about the love of God because you just wonder if you're under surveillance or not. You try to share the gospel with your your loved ones because you're you're just certain that you're going to be called in for for a survey on on, on your goodness. Can I just tell you something? God's not looking for employees. He doesn't have to. He's He's already paid the whole bill. He doesn't need employees running any kind of business. The business is settled. The cross settled it all forever, once and done. Now he's just looking for somebody to participate in the family business of sharing the love of God. You're not an employee, you're an heir. Romans 8 goes on to say in verse 17, your sons and daughters, you're an heir with Christ. You're a part of what he's established. You're in the family. Let me give you one more real quick today. A slave is driven by duty, but a son or daughter, they're driven out of devotion. Devotion. Anybody remember when Jesus made a, a, a house call? He showed up unexpected. He rang the, you know, he, uh, he went to Mary and Martha's house. He, he rang the ring doorbell, and, and, and Martha's in the kitchen, and she's got some pancakes on, and she looked on the little monitor and said, "Oh, OMG, it's Jesus at the front door. And there he was like, what's up, me? Jesus Cristo. And Martha says, Somebody's like, what? Hey, he is to all people. You know what I'm saying? And Martha says, hurry, clean up, clean up, clean up. And Mary's like, why? What do we need to clean up? Hurry up, vacuum. And Martha's over there. She's over there spraying Febreze. She's putting the dog in the crate. Hush up. Jesus walks in the house. And Martha is sweated down, stressful, hoping that she's done enough for Jesus. And Mary is just relaxed and says, I want to sit with you, Jesus. And Martha says, Jesus, what's up with my sister? She doesn't get it. You're here. We need to clean this place up because you're here. And all she wants to do is sit with you. You know, when you look at him like a slave master, you work yourself silly trying to be good enough. But when you look at him like a daddy, you just put the broom up. You let the pancakes burn. You just want to be with him because you're not in relationship out of duty, you're in it out of devotion. Now, if it's a shift gears. Give me about a minute and a half, and then we're gonna worship a little bit. Don't look at the clock, son. If my minute and a half's 20, it's 20. Happy Father's Day. Tell your daddy and mama I love them. Watch this, everybody. How do you build more relationship? How do you exit out of religion and dig deep roots in relationship? Because relationship changes everything. So how do we do it? I'm going to give you three secrets, and then I'm going to pray over you. Number one, you've got to start viewing God as your father. You've got to see him as a father, not a slave, master. You've got to view him the right way. Because your perspective of God will determine how you interact with God. So start today. Start today. Don't be afraid of him. He loves you. As messed up as you are, he loves you. And he literally cares for you. And he's got his schedule book out. He's got his calendar. He's He's got his little iPhone out. And you know what's on his schedule? You. He's got time for you. He's got resources for you. He's got wisdom for you. He's got guidance and instruction for you. Every single thing you need, he's got enough of it for you. And you belong to him. And the second thing. Approach him out of relationship, not rules. If you claim to be in grace, live like it. Stop trying to come to Him in perfection. Come to Him in your brokenness. And finally, the big boy, the mic drop. Give God your whole heart. Because what most people try to do and then they get frustrated is they try to live in grace. They'll only give God their mind but not their heart. Or they'll give God their heart but not their mind. They won't go all in. And if you're not all in, that means you're straddling. You're straddling something. And and straddling something means that you're always in tension. There's always stress. So someone visited us recently from California and they stayed a couple of nights with us in our home, and and they wanted to be sweet to our kids, so they brought over these. They went to the store and they bought these inflatables, and for the swimming pool. And one inflatable, it's so funny, it's just this big long tube. It's this big plastic tube about about this big in circumference, and at the head of it is this this other piece of inflatable that looks like a like, like a bull, and it's got horns. And the idea is to straddle that inflatable tube in the pool. And see how long you can ride the bull. Well, guess what? It's impossible. And I would love, love, love for some of those in the 830 service to come over and try it. And we'll film it and go live on social media. It would be awesome. It's terrible, I know. The reason it's so so difficult is because it forces you to go right and then you go left and right and the next thing you know you just spin out of control There's, it's just impossible you're constantly trying to, you're, you're constantly trying to find balance and, and it's impossible to find balance and the enemy has you the enemy has you riding this bull every day in your spiritual life the struggle between religion and relationship religion and relationship religion and relationship, religion and relationship. And you're unstable in all of your ways. And ladies and gentlemen, let's get off that thing. And let's put to bed once and for all. And let's settle the issue. And let's go all in and give God our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. Where we can live in the freedom of His grace. Because grace isn't a struggle. Grace is not. It, 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 it's, it, it, there's no torture to it. It's freedom. I want you to stand today. And because of what God has done, the Bible says, He that the son and daughter, He that the children, that He has set them free, they are free indeed. You know this worship song. Why don't we close out our Father's Day together? Let's sing it big. Let's sing it loud. Even all of you that can't sing a lick. I want you to lift your voice and sing like you can, alright? He that the son is sent.